Hello, and welcome to Stephen Rowland's Beard Podcast. Episode 200! 200? Bloody hell. I know. You're getting on, aren't you? Um, We are, we're feeling old. You don't look a day over 100, Rowland. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Um, That that scraping sound you can hear is, um, you've missed the excitement, I'm afraid. You're a bit late for the birthday bash. Gary's opened the can already. Yeah, and it kind of exploded. Yeah, um, we've redecorated the room slightly. Yeah, onto a nice beige sofa. It's great. It, it will hide it very well. Yeah, it's fine. You know, a <laughs> bit of elbow grease. It'll come out. <laughs> uh, this week, we are drinking for our 200th episode, uh, Dag. Dag? Dag. From uh, Agia Brigadette. I was, I was... You leave me to say that one, won't I was, you? Yeah, I was like... I, I looked at the name, I was like... Um... They're, yeah, there were far too many continents. <laughs> I need some vowels. Uh, Interesting, got the, one of these new, new style, really big ring pulled bonds. Um, the argument being that this gives you more kind of aromatics if you're drinking out the can rather than if you're drinking out, like, the gas. Glass, not so much, but if you're kind of on the go and you're drinking out the can. Kind of see that. Um, not test it out. I'll tell you what, though, pretty. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah, nice can. I like design very, very Nordic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> can you tell that these guys are not? Oh no, well one of them's not Norwegian. Can I tell one of them? Yeah, Norwegian? They, they blend right in. In fairness, um, so this is um, a brewery started by a husband and wife ten years ago now. Um. Basically, they were living in America. He is from New York. She was from uh, Norway, but was working in... Both of them were in California. And uh, he was in design working, uh, but was a home brewer. Had been a home brewer since 1989. Um, she was working in kind of high business, doing the... Uh, well, like corporate. Yeah, big corporate yeah. stuff. Um, and her... Her brother said, oh, I've got this B&B and set up and stuff and in Norway here and I need some people to, like, I want to invest in it and I want you guys to come and run it for me. So, well, and she went, nah, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go back to Norway. And he went, oh, I like the idea of that, actually. So they did. Um, you don't want to go back to Norway? Yeah, there must be one Norwegian who was unsure about going back. But apparently she seems happy enough now, so this is the important thing. Um, they returned back to take over this this restaurant um, hotel bit that mm. they then grew with adding a brew pub um, which I guess like in, in terms of time is one of the is near the start of kind of Norway's rebirth of amazing beer uh, he went and got qualified at the Scandinavian Brewing College I think it is um, and yeah they, they started brewing and a steadily up to their volume over the years. They're actually producing quite a lot now, but I, I basically have never seen them before. Even I, no, Me neither. The name is one I'm vaguely familiar with, but the I've never actually had a chance to drink any of their beer, um, which makes me think they're just drinking lots of it internally. I said, though, I mean, there are many, many uh, Nordic brewers of late who have become renowned yeah. uh, the world across. Uh, yeah. So. Um, opportunity to, I mean, you got your, you got McKellar, Omnipolo. Um, yeah, there's a, you know, there's, Lervig uh, have been doing very well Lervig, recently. Lervig, um, where we have the um, the collaboration they did with Magic Rock, didn't yeah. we? In the uh, in the podcast, uh, ooh, 
while about that, probably mm. probably about a year ago. Yeah, so interesting to see they are now. So they've now like you can. It's an interesting story. It's I think in some ways, and that you've got. It's not so much him. I'm focusing on the couple. It's her in some ways, because he's the brewer side of it. Mm-hmm. But you can really see her kind of business side of it in terms of how they've they've grown things there. So it started out with yeah, there's the brew pub and the hotel. They've now got uh, it's an, a forty bedroom hotel. There's a hundred and twenty person seating kind of capacity for the brew pub. A uh, hundred and thirty person cafe. A ninety-five person restaurant, a three hundred person terrace cafe slash restaurant, and all of this is a hundred and sixty-six kilometers inland from Bergen, uh, at Flom on Sögen Fjorden. I'm I'm going so the Norwegians can correct me on my appalling pronunciation. I'm sorry about that. Um, but I would yeah, like, I would love it if we had a Norwegian listener and they did exactly. That. I would love that, that too. Would, that, would be that would make my my, uh, um, my, my birthday um, birthday celebrations here. Yes, no, I I like this is very much picturesque out of the away from the central bit, the big the the cities, I guess, of Norway. Really, um, I find it rather amusing as well, having heard that that um, uh, it turns out someone brought Brewdog to the idea of a beer hotel. Mm. Like absolutely well, well beat know, them to it. The Norwegians, you know, been there, done that, got the yeah. T-shirt, you know, come and visit. Uh, no big like... deal about it. And also that they they advertise all the stuff like the the corporate retreats and the meeting rooms and stuff like. And you can see how how a good knowledge of how you can diversify your audience and appeal to lots of different people has done well for them. The brew pub sells up to four point seven percent beers, which is great because by the Norwegian standards, four point seven is non-alcoholic. Oh, do they have the do they have the uh, similar kind of alcohol laws to Sweden, like with the, the system? Yeah. So ah, I did look at the percentage and I thought four percent. That seems quite timid by what I would expect for the uh, the Scandinavians. Uh, yeah. So I, I haven't read up for, fully on the the rules, but from what I've seen, it seems like they've got the same thing that um, so or, or a similar thing that Sweden have, which is a state controlled off license, effectively. Right. So you can go there to get your uh, your beer, but if it's what they consider either you know, not non alcoholic but low percentage, then you can other places can sell it. In Sweden, I believe that's was two point was it three point something? It's under three percent. Yeah, under three percent. I think that was um, right. But in Norway, it appears to be four point seven for some reason. Um, so, like most of the Brit- you know, a huge portion of British beer these days, in many pubs would be classed by them as that's fine. Anyone could drink that. That doesn't, doesn't count as needing to be dealt with specially. Because how often would you go and drink like a, get a, a pint of bitter or something that's less than four point seven percent? Quite a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About four percent is about average, really, for yeah. a, for a bitter. So. <laughs> Mm. That's amusing. That explains as well. It's four percent. I was just I was looking at it. It was like while you were explaining about the ho- the hotel and the the the, uh, the history mm. of the brewery, and I thought, because huh. like I was expecting it to be a little bit stronger. You know, I'm thinking along the lines of like some of the big bonds I've had from Omnipolo. Yeah. You know, and uh, mm. uh, what do we think of the beer anyway? Mm. I'm having some cake. Oh yeah, we got cake. We told you. We told you the big cake. Mm. Um, we were gonna get like you know. 
party poppers and streamers and stuff like that, but we thought it doesn't really translate that well on an audio podcast, so, you know, uh, you'll just have to imagine us in uh, pointy hats. You know what, I enjoy it more with cake. I was take, I've been having little sips as I've been regaling with you with their story, mm. and it was a bit kind of okay, but a little flat. I thought that as well. And a bit um, of cake brings out the bitterness a bit more. You get a bit more punch out of it. Yeah, I thought it. It, it was just it was lacking a little something for me. It was a. Uh, it was a very. It was very safe. Mm. Uh, were my thoughts. I, mean, I was expecting a little bit more punch, but at the same time, you know, it, I mean, it's a, It's supposed to be a pale ale. Let's not forget. It's not. It's not. Um, it's not an IPA or anything like that. So it's not really yeah. supposed to be a super hoppy over the top. I'm a, for, for me, it's it's just a little flat in comparison to what it could be. Mm. Um, I've got no huge objections to it. I think there's, hey, it's technically fine. Mm. Um, it's just a little underwhelming. Um, which is the same, because I, I like the branding, I like the story, I like the idea. Um, yeah. Mm. But as I say, I, I, think I, like, I actually quite like it with a bit of cake, because that sweetness... I think the the sweetness of the cake makes you kind of like the the bitterness pops a little more for yeah, it. Yeah, no, I mean, and for me, like I'm I'm really funny about what I eat with um, uh, when I'm having a beer. Like I don't tend to like sweet stuff mm. uh, with beer just because of the bitters that you get. I, I've always yeah. found it a pairing that I've never particularly enjoyed. So I always go for the savoury. You know, you always find me with my hand in the nuts, uh, <laughs> so to speak. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. It's, it's, it's okay, I think I'm, uh, I don't know about you, I think I'm ready to, uh, to score. Really. Yeah, we've got a ring pull to score with, haven't we? Yeah, okay. I, I threw it back in the can and I was like, oh no, hang on, we need that, <laughs> don't we? Um, That's why you were can diving. Okay. Wrestling it out. Thankfully, you know, the wider opening on the can meant I could get my hand in there <laughs> nice and easy and get it out, you know. Uh, so, uh, plus point. Um, yeah, it's, it's tasty. Uh, I think it's, it's competently brewed. Uh, you know, it ticks the boxes for a pale ale um, without blowing my socks off. Uh, I'm gonna give it a, a seven. I, I must admit, I'm not feeling quite as positive about as you are. Um, Did you have high expectations, Ron? Great expectations. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, barrels must be straight for two hundred. No, I. I Hey, I've been pretty subdued as you are. by my standards. You have. <laughs> Maybe I'm spoilt by all these lovely Scandinavian beers I've had. Um, because I, I guess even the ones that have been... Oh, Lerbig, for example, was a great contrast. Quite a big brewery. Mm. You know, in terms of volume they produce, they make a lot of beer. Um, but I've found even their kind of... The safer end of stuff for them is still fairly punchy. Mm. Flavor-wise, um, and I, I'm I'm sure this is probably their kind of easy drinking end of the scale, but I'm really finding it lacking much. I think it'd be interesting to see what else they can offer. I think I I, I went for a seven because it was just like there was nothing I could find technically wrong with it, and it was a good a good first punt. You know, I'd like to see what else they can do before mm. I pass judgment uh, uh, yeah. on them as a whole. I, I guess I might, I might be open to trying something if it sounded good from them, um, but I think this would put me off trying like an 
an IPA or anything that was fairly standard. I think I'd have to really like the sound of the beer to want to try it. Um, I'm finding that particularly yeah, just underwhelming. Um, I'm going to go six. Trish, you to end our birthday on a downer. <laughs> <laughs> it's my party, and I'll oh. cry if I want to. You will as well. <laughs> We really need to drink up and shut up now. Yeah. Yeah, we're done.